All right, everybody, don't drop that fast forward button. The sponsorship roll call is about to begin. Energy Consulting Limited provides complete project management and general contracting services to a variety of private sector clients on both commercial and residential construction projects. They act as the owner's representatives through the planning, design, budgeting, scheduling, construction, and occupancy processes. Clients appreciate their open, honest, and flexible approach to achieving their project goals. Although they're located in Surrey, BC, Energy works on projects all over the province, including the growing cities of the north and the beautiful coastal towns of Vancouver Island. They're always excited to explore new places and develop relationships with professionals wherever their clients' interests may be. Abacus North is a firm that specializes in mortgage banking solutions for complex projects. In addition to providing financing solutions in a traditional mortgage broker capacity, Abacus North provides direct loans that range from $2 million to $25 million. On a syndicated basis, they provide mortgage banking solutions up to $300 million. In most cases, their in-house capital solutions can bridge financing gaps that traditional lenders are unable to service. They specialize in providing land acquisition loans, construction financing for large-scale developments, income-producing properties, and single-purpose facilities. With a portfolio that includes high-rise, mid-rise, and low-rise condominiums, townhouse developments, shopping centers, agricultural properties, industrial developments, and medical marijuana facilities, Abacus North is at the forefront of creative mortgage banking solutions with a focus on fostering long-term relationships. They are a multifaceted organization that services domestic and international clients with their mortgage banking needs. Complex financing solutions require analytical thinking well beyond a typical mortgage broker relationship. As a result, they focus on providing engineered solutions for their client. Their key differentiation strategy is that they assist clients in actively managing the capital stack in order to minimize borrowing costs while maximizing flexibility. Abacus North focuses on national and global opportunities. Ascentia CPA has a team of new-gen chartered professional accountants that are dedicated to advancing companies using expertise combined with emerging technologies. The team at Ascentia will implement the latest accounting technologies, allowing you to not only run a business, but to run a smart business that will excel in your industry. Their focus is to provide growth-centric, value-added, and timely accounting services for businesses, as well as individuals across Canada. Unlike standard accounting firms, by embracing cloud-based software, the team at Ascentia will provide you with real-time accounting information on a secure platform that is accessible anywhere at any time, allowing you to make better informed decisions and gain more controlled overview of your financial data. The reliability and expertise you will experience with the professionals at Ascentia will assist you in the preparation of corporate and personal tax returns, financial statements, bookkeeping, government filings, tax and estate planning, as well as business advisory services. For more information on the advantages of online accounting and to book a complimentary meeting online, be sure to visit ascentiacpa.ca. We are Next question, because I believe um, there is a different type of carnivore diet. If you do clean carnivore yeah. diet or dirty carnivore diet, 
or did you put uh, extra fats in your carnivore diet or if you take away all those fat only you consume the saturated fat that already content in the meat or all other animal pro uh, protein so it depends on that. Also, uh, people actually get the different experiences. So that's what I really want to know. Uh, what was yeah. your uh, source of your protein? And it was a quality source or just regular meat? Or um, did you add extra fat in your uh, each meal or you take away those fat as well? Because that's a huge shift, adding fat or not adding fat. So can you explain? Yeah, I would say like, you know, from like a, from a macronutrient perspective that um, my macronutrients were always probably about a hundred grams more fat than protein per day. So I'd either be like 300 grams of fat to 200 grams of protein or 350 to 250, you know, something along those lines. Um, now I tried to pick as many different protein sources as I could. I was uh, mussels, clams, prawns, oysters, um, white fish, salmon, pork, beef, lamb, um, lobster, crab. Uh, what else did I eat? Um, and then you had different like nose to tail options in there. You know, like I ate uh, like liver, heart, um, tongue, you know, like, so like I did specifically because I know there's different nutrient levels in all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I really wanted to make sure that I was getting kind of like the best, you know, like of all these worlds. Now I did that very much like at the beginning mm -hmm. of it for about that first three weeks. And I actually think I know why my body started to crave things like after is because I, in the third weekend of the month, I went hiking both days um, okay. and, you know, and to eat a carnivore diet and to go on very long hikes, like I hadn't done that yet. And that is a very big part of my life. Um, so I brought beef jerky and pepperoni because I needed mm -hmm. something I could pack that would last like 10, 12 hours uh -huh. um, and not have to like cook a steak in the back country or, you know, something along those lines. Uh -huh. Um, so what happened was, and also because it's COVID, COVID-19 is I ate the beef jerky and the pepperoni all day hiking. And then we got home after about 14 hours in the back country um, uh -huh. and we stopped at the grocery store and there was no, there was no meat except for like sausages and hot dogs and bacon. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, barbecue and, you know, I got the hot dogs that were like hormone free, antibiotic free, you know, pasture rate, but they're still hot dogs. Right. Right. Um, You know, and I got like all natural curing, you know, no um, nitrates and, you know, the bacon was the same way, you know, no antibiotics, no nitrates, you know, no like fillers, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff, but it's still junky meat. It's still poor quality meat. Mm -hmm. Now that's what I had for dinner. And then the next morning I woke up and I felt like garbage from eating all of this just junk. So I'm like, I'm going to go in the back country again. I'm going to go for a hike. I just want to get out in the fresh air. It's nice. You know, I don't know when we're going to be locked down in our houses, so I want to take advantage of this. So I text a bunch of people, and I'm like, who wants to go? I'm leaving in an hour. A bunch of people text me back, and they're like, okay, let's go. Um, and then I realize I'm like, oh, now I'm stuck in the same position as I was yesterday. I didn't really think it through. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, all I have again is beef jerky and pepperoni left over from the day before that I didn't want to eat. So then I ate all that again, like that day hiking. 
I mean, it wasn't until that night that I actually had some good quality meat sources. Um, but now I was two full days into like really like bad quality meat and like extreme calorie burns. Cause you know, I'm burning, you know, about 2000 calories just on the hike alone, but then never mind like the amount of calories you're going to burn like after that from doing that kind of activity. Right. Um, and I feel like that really put me in a rabbit hole, mm-hmm. um, where like, I realized how your body can actually start to create things, muscles or the clams or the other that I'm eating like as, um, you know, at the beginning for like the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started as I was getting into the carnivity as well, like I realized that people were eating like cheese and drinking milk and using butter and eating pork rinds and like tons of bacon. Like there wasn't a lot of people who were adding like a lot of variety, but there also dirty carnivore and there's a clean carnivore so like i actually feel like if you pick like you know enough organ meats enough different sources where you're gonna get your meats from and you stick to that you actually can be quite successful on the carnivore diet but when you slump into like the the dirty carnivore side like Mm -hmm. it just really sends your body spiraling out of control that's correct because it's all whatever you go into the plant-based diet or even carnivore diet or other even paleo or ketogenic diet. If you do it correctly and number one, the quality source of food, if you get that, you actually get some benefit out of that because you can extract those uh, essential nutrients for your body. Eventually, the end, we actually want to feeding our cells, right? Uh, so that's important. And I think because you add the fats over 100 grams per day, that actually helped a lot. You know, you feel more satiated and because also it's the fat. At the same time, um, I think uh, what I believe, um, you didn't do any dairy product as well, right? Are you there? And again, not dairy, I had eggs and I had butter. Yeah, I had butter a couple times, but then uh, I realized I'm like, actually, I don't agree uh, with eating butter because if I can justify eating butter, uh-huh. I should be able to justify eating cheese, drinking milk and having yogurt. So like if I'm not going to have cheese, milk and yogurt, mm-hmm. then I shouldn't have butter either because again, like butter is a, you know, byproduct, like they're all byproducts of the same thing, right? So uh, I predominantly got my fat from rendering bone marrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat a lot of bone marrow, uh, collect the fat, put it in a mason jar, and I would use the fat collected from roasting the bone marrow to be able to cook a lot of my meat. That's actually a very good idea. I give you another tips because when I actually purely went to ketogenic diet, what I did, um, I, I personally, I don't do well with dairy product. I know my body. Mm-hmm. So what I do, mm-hmm. I make really clean, like a bone broth. And there's a scums up there. So I clean up everything. And then yeah. once I finish my bone broth, I actually cool down. And I call just to put it onto that, those glass jar. And then I actually freeze them. Or I can just put it in the uh, first like refrigerator. And then when I take back, you know, on the top, there's just layers of those fat, right? I don't, I don't throw it out. I take that one out and then I use that for when I cook other stuff. So that's a purely dish, no dairy at all. So that's what I used to use it. So that's another reason. Anything that uh, even uh, butter 
or anything like uh, cheese or milk, that's all the dairy, and there is a lactose in it. So that's sugar, right? And another thing also, remember, uh, because you did pretty good because your fat ratio was higher than normal other people doing uh, carnivore diets. So you did pretty well because if you purely go on to carnivore diet with just uh, taking those fats from that meat source, what happened? Because over 55% of uh, protein animal uh, meat, that's uh, um, anti-ketogenic, which means it's turning to glucose. So you're still getting carbohydrate somehow. So therefore, like you actually balance that fats, you know, bring up the 100 grams that actually you did a very good decision that go on to that kind of a diet. So that's why you actually get good benefit. And especially COVID-19, the pandemic right now, is a zinc is absolutely important. One of the crucial uh, nutrients. And you got all of them from your, uh, you get those oyster, you get the muscle and you get uh, liver, did you have a liver? If you have all those organ meats and that's high in zinc as well. Yeah. So yeah. you actually you cover, you actually boost your immune system up during those uh, pandemic, even now it's still going on. And I'm a little bit worried about um, there is other nutrient that really important to boost your immune system. But uh, if you go into the plant-based uh, uh, diet, uh, most of things are good, but it's very hard to get vitamin a from plant-based diet so only one source that you can get yeah, uh, a yeah. better carotin that actually precursor of vitamin a in your body so uh you can get from any kind of like red and orange you know those kind of uh, uh the vegetable if you can get yeah. those things that's actually can actually convert as a vitamin a in your body so that you can get a little bit of vitamin A source. Oh, okay. Yeah, when you want to kind of a diet, you can get the full of vitamin A and you get the zinc. You get a lot of like uh, things actually supporting your immune system. So that's why you felt so good as well. And I give you one example. Yeah. Uh, most of a bodybuilder and they go on to the last uh, five to six weeks to really uh, depleting their body. So they cut entire carbohydrate. They barely even eat the vegetable. So we can actually tell that um, that's almost a carnivore diet. They focus on just the meat, protein uh, source. But the problem is they even cut the fat. So what happened, yeah. those five, six weeks, people virtually, they're on carnivore diet, like really less low fat. They just get the fat from that meat. So what happened, you feel really tired and you're exhausted. And you have all kinds of craving. You even sleep while the sleeping, you're looking at the food, like you dream about food, all kinds of food. Because that much uh, fat is important. If you don't get the, uh, any vegetable source, at least you need to have some fat along with the protein. That's important. So that's what you did. Like, uh, I don't say it's a ketogenic diet, but you did a sort of uh, um, ketogenic approach in your kind of a diet. That's what I see right now. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so well, see, and the thing is for me, like the, what I had a tough time with, I was like, okay, well, I'm like, I know my that I consume about three or 4,000 calories a day. You know, like I just like, based on my activity level and what I need on my body, at a bare minimum, I need about three or 4,000 calories. So I'm like, well, how am I going to do this on a carnivore diet? Because if I'm like 
four four calories to one gram like I, like the amount of meat i'm gonna have to eat is like in and i like just out of like i just couldn't like it just the volume of meat there is so i'm like i need to make up about 2500 to 3000 calories in fat like in, in my mind I'm like i just like i just need to 100 grams you know of fat in a day you know like i should be good that is my base mm-hmm. to be able to go off of so i that's why i really tried to hit um you know like that that range and then mm-hmm. tried to make sure that that fat was only coming from like really fatty meat sources like that's why i ate lots of beef ribs you know like really fatty steaks mm-hmm. white lamb chops um mm-hmm. the bone marrow like things that were just really high in fat um and why i sourced um you know like free range nitrate free antibiotic free um hormone free bacon Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the bacon was high in salt, but I'm like, well, I need the salts anyway. Um, so I'm not adding any salt, you know, to my food. So I'm like, I need that. So that was kind of like my justification there. Um, yeah, but it was like, like, I definitely know that because like there, if I was just strictly on the meat, you know, which I find again to be like the ironic related to with like bodybuilders is that, you know, when you're only eating just meat, you're going through glycogenesis anyway, metabolizing that, that meat into carbohydrates. So why That's not right. just eat a little bit of carbohydrates and a little bit less and accomplish the same goal? But I think that's just where the miseducation was before, but where we know so much now in the nutrition landscape, right? That's right. So uh, that's pretty cool. And what did you find the really negative side of a carnivore diet? Um, what I The negative side of the carnivore diet, I would say probably first and foremost um, was the cost. You know, if people ah. want to talk about how much it costs to eat healthy, yeah. um, if you want to eat healthy on a carnivore diet, you are spending truckloads of cash. Now, the Stop. only <laughs> nice thing is, is that one of my, yeah, one of my clients, um, she can get um, uh, like, like very good quality, the meat for a commercial price because uh-huh. uh, she's in the food industry. So I actually paid less for um, my good quality free range grass fed meats and stuff um, than mm-hmm. what most people would pay for their poor quality meat in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. But I would say that would definitely be one of the negatives. Um, another negative that I feel and I don't know if this was strictly carnivore diet related, but I do know I have not felt like this. So I attribute it to, it may have exacerbated things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost really down for about four or five days. Um, you know, just like, you know, didn't really want to get out of bed, super demotivated, you know, just tough to kind of get the engine going, you know, and I'm never, normal and everybody's schedules are massively disrupted there's so many factors but i do know that my life is full of ups and downs and i never normally feel like that so i do contribute a little bit to the carnivore diet for sure um i feel like um another one of like the um negatives is that like i had like massive distress i believe like in my pancreas um, you know, like, like for the first, like three or four days, like it's just like from just the overload of, of meat and stuff, you know, in my system, like just like really like severe cramping, uh, towards the end of the carnivore diet, I was getting really bad muscle cramps. 
Um, I was getting muscle, bad muscle cramps in my left forearm and my bicep, uh, my left uh, calf. Um, I had a lot of inflammation in my ankles and my knees, you know, things that like all these things I'm not used to feeling. Um, and I think the one thing that was the hardest part for me is, um, and I've heard this from like explosive endurance athletes too, is you're really missing your fifth gear, like your performance gear, your overdrive. Um, if I had to personally feel like the athlete that would be better for a carnivore diet might be more of like a power lifter or a strength based mm -hmm. athlete. Um, but like really intense endurance athletes, I don't feel like I was constantly missing like my explosiveness. So when I would play squash, mm -hmm. I was always one step behind. I was always a little bit slower with my racket. I would miss shots. Now, if I wanted to go do 60 kilometers in the backcountry, I could endurance, you know, like a little bit less calorie demand hourly, but a lot more calorie demand over the threshold of time but things that were very explosive like 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 squash or dancing or something like something like that like martial arts something where you needed quick explosive energy um i didn't have that and that's extremely crucial not only to like my everyday life but also my mental health too mm -hmm. um because i'm very used to operating in that landscape and when i don't you always kind of feel like something's missing or you don't feel like yourself or the gratification that you get from playing sports and you know like winning or competing at a high level but now you've come down from that um that was really hard you know like um you just don't get that self gratification so you don't get that serotonin boost like you just you don't get like the dopamine you don't get all these things that come along with it um you know so like that was that was very hard um uh, for me and then also feeling like um it was tough because the simplicity was gone. Like my diet normally is so fine tuned. I have all these things that are amazing. I know my body operates. It's very easy for me. Um, you know, so like, again, like when I would be gone in the back country, I don't go for a hike, like what a quote unquote normal person might go on. Like when I go on for a hike, it's like, I'm leaving at five o'clock in the morning. And if I don't come home for two days, I'm fine with that. Like, like I, I go very long distances. I go off trail. I go over mountain ranges. Like, like that's just me. So I need food that can accommodate that. So like when I'd be hiking, I got really used to taking, you know, like nuts and seeds, you know, like a little jar of like, well, not a little jar, it's by like 10 tablespoons of like, you know, coconut oil and, you know, almond butter, peanut butter, like these kind of things where like I could eat that. It's extremely easy, extremely convenient. It's non-perishable, you know, to a certain extent. So I like, like those things be extremely challenging uh, on the carnivore diet for sure. I see. Okay. I tried to collect all this, uh, your experience in the middle, a little bit of freeze, but I will, I think, you know what, this is, this is it, the end of the day. Um, carnivore diet, you did pretty well successfully, but like your experience, because you are missing one side of the nutrients that your body really needed. So let's say you're missing the trace mineral, the big time. Because you eliminated all those nutrients from there, you can get source from the carbohydrate, right? So you miss all those things. At the same time, most important things that you feel like you have like those spasm in your legs and stuff like that. Of course, the most important you are mineral like uh, magnesium and the potassium. Um, where do you getting those things? 
it's very hard to get. Yeah. Most of those food that is from the plant-based, where that you can get also the same time phytonutrient, right? So those uh, color spectrum, you know, you can get all those nutrients, but you're missing those things and the most important. And so people um, think about, oh, carbohydrate really, really bad. So now we're going to go for only protein, you know, protein, I'm going to lose weight or maybe I'm going to be healthier, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I always say like, uh, oh, carbohydrate is not your enemy. Use carbohydrate as your supplement the right time. And then a type of carbohydrate that really, you know, beneficial for your body. And number one is the um, complex carbohydrate. You haven't had that at all the past 30 days. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this man is really determined and he wants to go for it. I would give up by day five probably. For me, if I can have vegetable, fruits, and all those, uh, um, you know, the yummy stuff, I will go crazy. And people, many people, they think, oh, fruit and vegetable, okay, you know, that's boring. That's what the people have problem. Because once you realize that the beneficial, that what they're giving to you and what type of nutrient that actually they provide to you, and then you think about your, how you feel with that, then you cannot hate those vegetables and fruits. So now you mm-hmm. can have a lot of fruit and vegetable, which is awesome. And yeah. just uh, you have to, um, you know, play around with a couple of vegetables that, you know, you have to focus on. So you can, you don't miss any nutrient by doing it. And another thing, I think, you know, like uh, I believe still fat and protein, when you actually go to right ratio, you can have a very sustainable energy level all day through. Just the fact that high performance, when you want to do it, you need to have that utilize those carbohydrate glucose really well, right? So that part, you missed it. That's why you have a hard time when you do those uh, activity, which is for you, like you, for me, like you're like uh, from morning to night, you know, like roller coaster when I follow you, like you are everywhere. You're in the mountain, you're, <laughs> you're in the gym, yeah. you're in the everywhere. So like, that's awesome. So for you, I totally get it. So but overall, I think it was really good. And so now, um, are you going to... And I'm just going to add something in, in real quick. So I've had actually a few uh, people comment, um, you know, by our beautiful social media streams and stuff is saying that like, well, like, you know, you might have experienced all these negative effects because the, like, your, the, the demand on your body is so high. Like, you know, like you're doing all of this activity and the average person doesn't do that much activity. Like I probably am more active in ad day than what most people are in a week, like a, the typical person. So, but like my, my rebuttal to that is, is that yes, but I can show you the long-term implications to this diet within 30 days. So I might be able to do in 30 days what it might take the average person to feel in a year, but because my demand on the nutrient levels is so high within 30 days, I feel like, you know, I'm going to deplete myself of essential nutrients a lot quicker than what most people will, you know, so like I'm going to feel those negative a lot eventually it just might take a little bit longer of a time to be able to get there oh but i think because you start this diet already you are in shape yeah 
and you've been you have like good lifestyle already in the begin with. So for me, when you go into carnivore diet, I was wondering, yeah. um, yeah, he's gonna actually his body adapt quickly, and he's actually have a certain experience because you know what's good and bad because you know what's uh, uh feeling really good, right? So then, like, yeah. uh, if yeah. you see the negative part, you can see very um clearly that's uh, that's a good thing but at the same time uh remember this one either you on this the kind of a diet or a plant-based diet or any other diet if you don't move your body you're missing one part yeah. so like you yeah. actually did everything so somebody actually want to try the kind of a diet and i really strongly suggest they must have a good quality source of meat and second don't diminish mm-hmm the fat you have to add healthy fat no matter what and i also even suggest uh, for me to be honest with you everybody have a different uh genetic code and everybody have different digestive system uh personally i don't believe in kind of a diet (laughs) at all because i've done that many times when i did it yeah I don't believe in it at all, yeah. and because I don't believe in any diet I just that. Say, like I, I'm not a person. Yes. Yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, any diet that missing one part of a nutrient and doing only one thing that's terrible diet. The our bodies all work with the balance and harmony. So it's a system. So your entire your body system have to work with the balance. And if you missing certain nutrient, how are you gonna actually function hundred percent? So for me, I don't believe in it. If people want to go on a carnivore diet, I always tell them, okay, first, good um, quality source of meat. And then you may want to add some healthy fat as well. And then you have a certain missing those uh, nutrients that you have to actually uh, supplement or do it. So I actually convince them. So they think they're on carnivore diet, but I still give them certain ca- ca- complex carbohydrate which is like some of the vegetable i add into it's a kind of negative uh, uh carbohydrate those uh, like a celery and stuff like that so i give them so certain vegetable as well so ended up like they kind of going well also this diet is pretty good so when they when i dissected those person's diet then i really purely go on carbohydrate uh, the kind of a diet so therefore mm-hmm. um it's a great experience and you can actually tell people this is my experience and then uh, what you think. But people, even though just wanted to lose weight, yes, protein is a key. Also one of the tools that can uh, contribute to weight loss. But most important thing is uh, can you keep it off? So uh, sticking yeah. to one thing and those kind of a diet, you cannot uh, keep for a long time. So that's not sustainable. Yeah. So that's uh, what I look at it <laughs> for yeah. the diet-wise. And then most importantly, uh, you're lucky because microbiome change every three months. You only did a month. So if you go another two months for kind of a diet, your um, gut going to really act funny. Because no. your microbiome, like uh, those, they, they need to get fit, uh, fed with all those fibers. You're not giving anything. And they're going to starve and they're going to die. And then which one is going to take over? The other uh, got uh, bacteria that actually living off with the glucose. So they're going to eat from your protein source of glucose. So it's gonna, you're going to break the, the ratio of your uh, microbiomes. Then the end, what happened, you may gonna get, end up have a SIBO. 
So that's all the root causes of all those leaky guts or the IBS and so on. So you're very lucky you just end up in 30 days. <laughs> that's what I see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and just, you know, like with like the blood turnover rate too, right? You know, like that's kind of why I picked 30 days initially anyway, just with like your blood turning over was about every 27, 28 days or so, I think is what mm -hmm. your blood turns over. So like, you know, like those kind of things are the reason why that I pick like the 30 days. And then I guess it's also easy because it's just a calendar month um, as well. But, uh, but yeah, like, and I don't know if I would have kept it up, like how I was starting to feel. I could tough out another week, but I don't know if I would have kept on going if I would have had to have gone like another month or another two months. Because after about three weeks, I could, I could tell that my health of my body was starting to deteriorate. And that is something that's really important to me that, you know, it's not only just my performance, but it's my lifestyle, like, like, and professionally. And I need to make sure that I'm operating at that higher level because that's what I expect out of myself. And mm -hmm. that's what people also expect out of me. Mm, that's right. That's awesome. You, you, you're doing fantastic. I'm really appreciate the way you do. And, you are like, how can I say this? The consistency that you have, that's incredible. So I, I have a full respect of what you're doing. So this is awesome. And oh, thank you. yeah, so I'm, I'm really interested about your plant-based diet. Because um, many people go on the plant-based diet and there's different reason, right? But the thing is, um, if you do properly and the right way, you are going to experience like amazingly. You're not going to have any inflammation in your body, number one. Yeah. And you're going to have like a perfect pH balance in your blood. That's going to be amazing. Because uh, 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 compared with the carnivore diet, the carnivore diet is that you're missing all uh, certain um, those minerals, right? Those are trace minerals, especially magnesium and potassium, those are the deposit 99% in your bone, not in your muscle tissue or your blood. Your blood and uh, muscle tissue is just like what, 1%? So what happened every time um, your body needs those uh, uh, minerals, the magnesium and potassium, so on, and they're going to take those deposit minerals from your bone and take it out and they're going to balance it. So those 30 days you on to carnivore diet, your body already did it. So that's why if yeah. people continue going to carnivore diet, they may going to have problem with their bone density as well because you're missing the big part of the minerals uh, that your body needs every single day. But vice versa, when you go to plant-based diet, you have no problem with uh, those minerals that you're consuming. But most of people, when they go into plant-based diet, uh, they are going, oh, yeah. Uh, bread is uh, plant-based, am I right? If you don't add eggs and butter <laughs> and all those junk food and the, even the yeah. cereal, the full of sugar box of cereal is uh, a fully, it's just a plant-based diet. So what yeah. is your, this month's goal? What type of uh, uh, plant-based diet you are going for? I'd like to know. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, I guess like the, like first and foremost, I want to kind of get back to like a lot of the things that, um, and, and this is, I think kind of probably the most disappointing part for people. Like when I, on the 31st, when I kind of had my free day, 
you know, I, I think a lot of people were thinking that I was going to have like ice cream and chips and like all this stuff. But like, all I really wanted was, you know, like I make this mixture that's peanut butter, or almond butter with coconut oil, milled flax, hemp hearts, cinnamon and dates. And like, that's, that's what I wanted. And, um, I have celery with almond butter and dates. It's like the best combination of, of stuff on the planet. And plantain chips dis, are dipped in roasted pine nut hummus. Love that. You know, like just um, avocados with a little bit of salt and pepper on it. Love mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. these are the things that I wanted to go for. Like yellow doll, um, aloo gobi. Um, you, you know, like I make this um, one dish at home where it's uh, um, coconut milk. Uh, or coconut cream, lentils, um, garam masala, and a, a, a tin of like tomato paste. And like, I love that. Like, these are the things I've been looking forward to eating. Um, unsalted cashews, unsalted walnuts, um, like I like 80% dark chocolate. Like, these are the things that I've wanted to, eat. you know, like my mushroom blend, you know, like my ratio is like, uh, um, with like lion's mane and cordyceps and, Mm -hmm. um, like all these different things. Like, uh, like these are the things that I want. These are the things I've been like craving to eat because uh, I've spent 36 years researching all these things that are going to make my body perform the best. They're going to make my micro gut biome healthy. Um, my bone density is going to be high. It's going to allow, um, my bone marrow to be strong you know, things that help promote red blood cell growth, white blood cell growth. Like I know these things. So I just wanted to get back to eating those like as quickly as possible. And you know, like I don't eat bread normally. I don't eat pasta. I don't eat pizza. Um, I rarely ever eat chips, you know, like it would be extremely few and far between, you know, like I want to get like Granny Smith apples, um, you know, um, palmetto, uh, like just cucumbers, like pickles, like, like these are the things that like I want to use. Like that would be typically more where like those things would all be the base of my, uh, my plant-based diet. And then I would just expand upon those things to be able to incorporate, um, you know, like one of my, one of my friends, he's a, a chef and he's also vegan and stuff. So he's like, I'll make you like a ton of meals and stuff like that that he's like i'll just randomly throw you know some like really wicked indian meals um out you, like <laughs> and like veggie pakora you know like things like this like that would be like a cheat to me quote unquote cheat air quotes is you know like having like veggie pakora or something like that's the kind of stuff that i would go for over like like ice cream or something like that right uh-huh. so um i feel like you know like that like i said like those things would be my base for the plant-based diet and then i would just add other things along the way like my oldest daughter um what her watching me go through the carnivore diet and knowing that I'm transitioning into this plant-based diet actually came to me and said that now she wants to try being on a plant-based diet only um you know like she's committed 15 days to being on a plant-based diet she's researched her own recipes she's come up with her own grocery list you know we're going to the grocery store to get all of her supplies you know like she's researched like this um this cauliflower dark chocolate shake she wants to try and you know like just like um yeah like all these different things you know like she she had a little bit of cereal you know she's eight but she had it without milk because she knows she doesn't want to drink like the milk so like 
she's still at like her little bit of cereal, which if she's gonna, you know, being eight and stuff, if that's kind of as bad as it gets, like I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. Um, you know, so like, I, I feel like I probably start a little bit further down the road just because of like how I choose to eat normally mm -hmm. kind of pushes me down a plant-based diet a little bit more. Um, because like my diet normally would be kind of ketogenic-esque mm -hmm. on the plant-based side with a little bit of meat. So that's how I would normally eat. So like, I feel like transitioning into a plant-based diet is actually easier for me than a carnivore diet because I already only ate meat once a day and not in a huge portion anyway. Um, and then there'd be some days where I wouldn't eat meat. Like I, I wasn't a massive meat consumer. Um, you know, so like, I feel like a, a plant-based diet would be easier for me to transition in, into anyway. Absolutely. And uh, there's a couple of vitamins that you may going to actually, um, but I don't want you to even supplementing anything. No, I I'm not. I've, no. I've made that choice like through all the sites <laughs> that um, I'm not going to take any, any supplements. I, I feel like it kind of distorts the data. Um, so I know a lot of people on the carnivore diet, they will take a vitamin and mineral supplement. But I'm like, if you're taking a vitamin and mineral supplement, that's basically like admitting that the carnivore diet is lacking in stuff. So like, you're not actually getting real evidence. So like, I, I wanted to specifically not supplement because I usually do injectable B12. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I'll take a vitamin D supplement and all that. Cause like, I won't like, I have my light therapy lamp. Um, mm -hmm. that's a, probably about as much supplementation as what I've done. Um, just because obviously living in BC, you know, we just don't get a lot of sun. So that's the only thing I've really allowed myself to be able to do for supplementation is just, you know, be in front of my light therapy lab, but I've stopped all my vitamin and mineral protocols. Yeah. Right on. It's awesome because, uh, um, I don't really like go for the one side, but plant-based, that is something that I encourage the people, but I always tell like, you know, still, if you don't really, um, uh, against some animal protein, I would suggest you do this. This I kind of add into for B vitamin itself. And if you continue, but but you still can put like it's a food like you can add like a nutritional yeast that's high in uh, B vitamins and helps you a lot. So you can actually sprinkle on your salad. You can add on your anything. You know, if you make like uh, uh, lots of beans when you make some of like a chili, your veg uh, vegetarian chili, you can actually sprinkle one tablespoon on the top. It's gonna help you a lot. It's high in vitamin B one and even two. And then, so those are even, I don't know if you like beans, but, uh, oh, great. So have a lot of beans, but they're also high in zinc and they also, you can get the copper as well. So those are the important to boosting your immune system as well. So have some beans and, uh, do you get like canned bean or are you getting just to dry beans and you soak in the water and then you just to uh, cook from the scratch? How do you do? Um, I would say what I've done typically in the past for myself is I've used canned beans more than I've used dry beans. Um, my dad's making me a vegetarian chili, so I don't know what he's going to I would say it, it would probably be canned beans um, as well. Uh, my friend who's the chef that's making me food, I would take it he would probably soak the beans because he's a chef. Mm -hmm. um, not You know, he's like he's a, a gourmet chef. He's not like a like a just a whatever kind of chef so I, I would take heap I would probably soak them um what I try to do is 
I try to think while I'm doing this because I want to be able to do all these experiments as the way that most people probably would do them. Mm -hmm. So like most people are probably going to eat canned beans. So like I want to try to do that because like what's the effect? If, if I pick and choose and cherry pick all the best quality everything, I'm never going to actually get real data that's going to be relative to most people. You know, like because most people are like – like on the carnivore diet, like, you know, like this one guy that I was following on Instagram was eating pork rinds, eating cheese and all that. And like, he still classified himself being on a carnivore diet, you know, and I'm like, well, you're like, to justify eating pork rinds as like a, that you're on the carnivore diet. But I'm like, but then I realized I'm like, but this is how a lot of people think, right? You know, yeah. like, yeah. think of you as a nutritionist, like how many times when somebody's like, oh yeah, I eat healthy. Like, well, what's your definition of healthy? And they're like, oh, well, I have um, chicken pasta salad with like ranch dressing. And you're like, there's nothing healthy about chicken pasta salad with ranch dressing. But like, but we kind of think those things are healthier. Like, oh, what kind of yogurt do you have? Oh, I have the vanilla flavored one, you know, like, but they're eating yogurt or Greek yogurt. So you think it's healthy, but it's flavored and there's all the sugar in it, you know? So like, I try to keep that in mind when I'm doing these things where like, I'll kind of dabble into both worlds. Like say like with the carnivore diet, I sourced really good quality meat, mm -hmm. but I also ate just some regular off the shelf um, meat from the grocery stores too, because that's what people would be having access to, where I would be eating pepperoni and beef jerky and all these things. Cause that's what I seen people eating online. So I'm like, I want to eat these things because and to feel how this is going to feel on my body. So I'm going to do the same thing with the plant-based diet too. You know, like, I'll eat canned stuff or, you know, like I'll eat, you know, maybe like a few moderately processed, you know, kind of like, you know, things and stuff like that, you know, like not like McDonald's or whatever, but, you know, I was thinking like, I, I hate to say it, but, and I don't want to, but yeah, I'm going to try eating one of these beyond meat. Beyond meat. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, oh. I, I, Are you I, kidding I, me? <laughs> oh boy um i lost you blake yeah like i i don't want to but by the way, I lost the Blake. Okay, maybe he's going to be back and he is going to eat uh, the vegan version of Beyond. Hey, we're back. Okay, perfect. Okay. You see, even the this... Uh... Yeah, so, I didn't go too far. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go too far past the Beyond because I realized that it froze. But, like, basically, like, my point was that, you know, like, this is what's in pop culture right now for, like, vegan 
and stuff. It's like, beyond me and like all these kind of like artificial me looking We're back. Do I got you? Yes. Now, yeah. Now I can hear you. Um, yeah. Okay. So we cut it. Just the fact that I let you know. Um, I went once. I'm not gonna tell any. Why? Well, just gonna tell. Is I went to a burger place. I think you know where. And yeah. Charles want to eat uh, Beyond Burger because at one point he wants to be a vegan. So he ordered that. So I was like, What is it? Beyond. And then I go, he goes, I don't know what is in there. So I go, uh, excuse me, can I see the ingredient in the, the burger patty? He had to give it to me. So he gave it to me. I was looking at it. After my face was like, from here, this is your last time you're eating this burger. That's what I told him. Because yeah. this burger inside the ingredient is like a full of chemical and only one thing that they make is like a high in protein because they're using soy right the pea they're using yeah. pea but those pea are full of it's a gmo and that's like uh, better off not eating that burger and tastes uh, amazing i tried that day because one burger is not gonna kill me yeah and that's the worst that i even tell all my clients that you better not eat like if you're going to have that, you know, Beyond Burger, it's really bad. So you try it. And if you have never tried it, try it. And then let me know how much you like it. But if you are going to have like at least like a three, four, or three, four a week, I strongly suggest you, I know you want to do like what other people do. So you want to be an example, but that burger is really terrible. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I'm only going to try one, like I said, and I, I don't want to. I just know that it's a part the like pop culture right now uh-huh. um you know and even like looking at like all those different like, vegan options for, like vegan sausages and you know vegan like patties or whatever and um like i just like when i look at them i just think that it's like ridiculously hypocritical that like that as a vegan anybody would want something to look like a meat patty or a sausage anyway yes. like, from that standpoint i don't get it um you know but like never mind the fact it's like well you know, like you should at the end of the day be boycotting not only the ingredients, but even like the physical look of it. Like, why do you want to eat something that looks like a beef burger? Like, why do you want something that that looks like a pork sausage? Like, I don't even get it from like a conceptual standpoint either. But um, like I said, like, I just I want to try to do these things because that's what people are doing. I'm going to hate every second of it, even if it does, quote unquote, taste good. Um like, I just, I don't buy into it. I don't want to eat it. I would never regularly eat them, like, or anything along those lines and stuff. Um, but again, like, it's just all a part of, like, trying to do what the average person is probably going to do on a diet like this. I tell you right now, the average person, how they do when they do the vegan diet, you know. They do, they do like, they really, diligently, they look at all those ingredients, they eat them. Most of 90% they're eating processed uh, vegan food. 
and ten percent maybe they think like, oh, I had this lunch salad. So they have some ice burger there, you know. They have like a full of uh, like a sugar dressing on the top, and that's what they do. So for me, um, the vegan people, we we us like we talk about plant based diet. You should go on to plant based. Only one reason: we want to feed people more vegetable. Because those that are having the high uh, phytonutrient, the body can get benefit. And if you're going to go for the, all those junk food processed uh, plant-based diet, it's, like, it's nothing different than, you know, you're just having the uh, uh, either is a animal source or is a plant-based. It's all the same. Sorry, I'm going to tell you, shit. Yeah. Because I yeah. cannot take this one. So that, but um, I have one proposed to you right now if you're okay with yeah. it. Um, because I'm very into the uh, plant-based diet, which I don't do it. Like my diet, you ask me, I can tell right now. For me, it's like I don't have any uh, diet name. What I do, I'm 80%, I have like mostly plant-based. So my main yeah. course is like all this coming from the complex carbohydrate. And I use that. Yeah. And then my side dish is all of the fat and protein. Yeah. And I don't eat every meal, the animal protein, every meal. But I do have it, like, you know, I have some fish, you know, if I have a cod, maybe tomorrow I have some salmon, uh, but someday I have some uh, nice chicken breast, you know, uh, but I do, like, I alternate a lot, I make, like, homemade chili, I do that, you know, I make sure I take away all those bad enzyme from the beans, and I, those things, I do it, and I have the seeds and nuts all the time in my hand, so basically, my meal plan is, like, about 80% is all the plant-based. And yeah. I throw into some animal stuff for like a 20%. That's what I do. And so that's what I'm eating. And then, but I really am curious of the, how you're going to do it. So this month, I know you're super busy. But if you can, um, every week, if we can get together around like a, a 30 to 45 minutes, if uh, yeah. I can follow you up where you're at. Yeah. For sure. So that's going to be amazing because uh, I want people to know out there um, what you are doing wrong and what you are doing right so they can yeah. take away something. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That'd be great if, uh, if we can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And your skin yeah. tone going to change. I tell you now. And your <laughs> bowel movement going to change yeah. now. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You're going to see it. And your performance going to dip, yeah. be completely different than on the kind of a diet. So I can't. Yeah, uh, I it can't was, you know, and actually that was one of the negative things that I forgot to talk about um, with you, but I've, I've talked about already on the podcast was that when I did my strength and conditioning um, testing at the end of the carnivore diet, like everything was down. Like my, my mental clarity was down. My physical strength was down. Um, my strength endurance was down, but my, um, my endurance overall was the same, you know, like my, my one mile run time, you know, was the same, um, you know, like my, or it was better. Um, I still did, you know, plus five minutes on the battle ropes, like all that kind of stuff, you know, but like the, the static holds like low plank static squat you know, like my mind just wasn't there. Like I didn't have the, the mental fortitude to push through. And then on my, my bench press, deadlift, chin ups and squats, mm -hmm. um, like all my strength endurance was down. So I could still move the same weight, but not for as many reps. 
and it was definitely harder. So like there was components of it that like my performance did, uh, did go down, um, which like obviously nobody's really happy with like in that category. So I'll be very interested to see how that comes back around. Uh, um, only my diet is probably about 80 or 90% plant-based anyway, and 10 to 20% um, like animal-based. That's, that's just how it's gone because I know you know, between like fermentable fibers and, you know, like micronutrients, not macronutrients, you know, like all that, like, I just, I know, um, like there's just the differences between them and I need to consume these things to have my performance at, at an optimal level. Um, you know, so like that, that's where I fully invested like all of my knowledge over the last 36 years. And by default, I just naturally gravitated towards a predominantly plant-based diet, um, minimal meat, because I just feel like, like there is still some benefit to eating fish and, you know, liver and kidneys and tongue and, you know, um, like lamb and like there, there's always going to be benefits to those things too. I just don't think that we need to consume them in the mass quantities that people typically in Western culture consume meat at all. That's a very good message because uh, people really don't understand what is a balance, what is a moderation. They are binging one or the other. If you say, oh, carnival diet, give me this kind of amazing stuff. I had this, 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 and what the people are going to do, they're going to just dig onto that. So that is the problem. They really yeah. have to understand body needs all those other sources as well. So um, if when we meet next week, uh, I wanted to yeah. follow up especially for your performance and then your um, generally how you feel, your experience that was yeah. the first week. And if you don't mind, I can actually tell you that uh, tricks and tips, you know. Like, oh, you have those carbs. Oh. Why don't you have a certain time? So then same time, people can take away. Well, what's good, you know, like if, if yeah. now you want to all those carbs, if you utilize the carbs really well, you're going to have a really good training. So, yeah. yeah. Well, see, and the thing is to like where it'll be nice because this weekend, um, like I'll be packing about 20, 23 kilometers um, into the backcountry off trail with about an 80 pound pack on because we're staying overnight. Mm -hmm. um you know so like you're talking like tents and sleeping bags and all the food so like what will be interesting is because then again there'll still be long endurance um activities in the backcountry but plus like then i'll have like the transfer for food and the ease of food and the and coming out of the backcountry how i feel compares to two weekends ago when i came out of the backcountry just eating like all the pepperoni and beef jerky and all that kind of stuff um you know like i'll have one now um and then how i will feel residual days after that okay perfect okay, have a wonderful day and i'll talk to you in a week you okay, too blake to you okay bye okay, bye